You're listening to a Sales Culture Toddcast with Todd Cohen. Within the last year, I had the exciting uh, opportunity to release one of my special reports called Smash Your Sales Stereotypes. Now, I wrote this special report as a way to continue to reinforce what selling is. Well, everyone's in sales. As you know, that's what I always say. And the reason I feel so passionately about this is because selling isn't just about tactics and it's not just for salespeople. Selling is for everybody because everything we do every day is a selling moment. So when I wrote this special report, Smash Your Sales Stereotypes, what I wanted to focus in on were the 21 human behaviors that in fact are sales synonyms. Now, this special report I've released in paper and electronic form over the past year, oh, I don't know, thousands of times, and I'm always asked, do you have this recorded anywhere? Well, ladies and gentlemen, I'm happy to say on this Tuesday's Sales Culture Toddcast with me, Todd, here you are, the verbal rendition of smashing your sales stereotype, mindset, presence, listening, credibility, confidence, and 16 more great sales behaviors that will in fact change your life. Everyone's in sales. Every conversation we have with every person we meet every single day is a selling opportunity. Are you skeptical? Well, many are because when they hear the word sales, people think, well, that's for salespeople. I'm just the, this report is for you. Everyone's in sales and we're always selling because selling is as natural as breathing. And like breathing, we are doing it all the time. Why is this so important? Why have I made it my mission to talk about sales culture and how everyone's in sales? It's important because when we sell purposefully and consistently, We get what we need, want, and deserve. This isn't just a slogan. I promise you it's true. And here's how it works. Ready? Every single interaction we have is an opportunity for us to create powerful and positive impressions on people. We do this first and last by being present. When we are present, we give people our full attention and are fully engaged with them and in the conversation. All the good sales behaviors that I will speak to you about in this special report begin with you being present. When we want to listen to people, when we want to influence, educate, mentor, motivate, and inspire them, when we want to earn their trust, when we want to help them, we have to start, we must start by being present. At the same time, great sales behaviors also help us become more present with people and have more powerful conversations with them. That's what makes presence such an essential selling behavior because presence strengthens all the other selling behaviors, all the selling behaviors that we'll speak about in the course of this and next week's Toddcast, and these selling behaviors all strengthen presence. Every conversation, every interaction, every single connection we have with a person influences their perception of us. Everything we do creates impressions and attitudes and feelings. We create those impressions in seconds, but people can remember them for years. 
That's where the sale begins. We want to make good impressions. We're smart. We're passionate. We do our jobs well. We are knowledgeable and we can teach each, other's, teach each other what we know. We are honest. We have integrity. We are confident. We do what we promise. We genuinely seek what is best for people every chance we get. These human behaviors, these things make us credible and trustworthy. When we have earned people's trust and respect, they will work with us, hire us, promote us, and help us get what we want. It's literally that simple. Still, not everybody agrees with me when I say everyone's in sales. And I have to admit that after I explain what selling actually is in the way that I'm now beginning to explain it to you, people sometimes still don't agree. I'm a little surprised, but I'm ready. And you know, they don't agree because people hear the word sales and they shut down. They shut down because of the negative sales stereotype. I'm here to demonstrate that that stereotype is antiquated, old, and needs to go. We all sell every day with every conversation. Organizations that have companies of people that know this do better. Organizations that don't understand this are siloed and mediocre. Selling is so powerful and it's so true because we have to be persuasive. And I don't sometimes understand why people would claim, I don't sell, or more precisely argue, I don't want to sell. Well, that's the negative stereotype of selling popping up once again. I've been talking about sales culture in my keynote speeches and writing about selling in my books for over 10 years now, which means I have also been thinking about why some people are skeptical of the idea everyone's in sales for quite a while. So listen up. Why would anyone reject such a powerful way to make their lives better? I've come to a conclusion, and it all boils down to stereotypes. Are you ready? You may want to write this down. Here we go. Our sales stereotypes are preventing us from achieving our goals. Think about what I just said. Our sales stereotypes are preventing us from achieving our goals. Sales stereotypes or the view that sales is a dreadful thing come from our experiences of bad sales behavior. Bad sales behavior makes us feel that a decision was forced on us. It makes us feel pressured. It makes us feel manipulated. It makes us feel disrespected. And bad sales behavior makes us feel like this even when we buy something we want. It is important to pause for a moment and emphasize the critical word here, behavior. Behavior is the way in which one acts or conducts oneself especially toward others. That's the classical definition of behavior. There is a profound difference between being the victim of bad sales behaviors and the undeniable fact that we are all in sales. Because with every single interaction, you sell yourself. Sales stereotypes do not come just from bad salespeople and their behavior. Sales stereotypes also come from bad behavior used by some good salespeople some of the time to sell a product or service.
We don't like this behavior when it happens to us, and we are right not to like it. The problem arises when we take our experiences with bad sales behavior, internalize them, and say that's what selling is, and that's what all salespeople do. We create powerful and negative sales stereotypes that prevent us from selling and embracing and getting what we need, want, and deserve because we don't want to be like them. We make it harder to embrace the powerful ideas that we are all salespeople and we all should be proud that we are. Sales stereotypes make us feel that selling is somehow wrong. It's dirty. It's nasty. And that selling is all about lying to people and taking advantage of them. People have told me at my keynotes and my sales culture workshops that they feel selling is icky or beneath them. A friend of mine commented that the word deception is deeply associated with the concept of selling and that most people think selling is about pushing on others things that they don't want or need. People have strong gut reactions to the idea of selling and they are not always good ones. The challenge, friends, is that these negative stereotypes impact our own ability to achieve our goals. <clears throat> and just to make sure our sales stereotypes are stuck deep in our heads, popular culture always shows salespeople using sales, bad sales behavior. Have you seen a movie, ever seen a movie where the hero is a salesperson? I haven't. But we have all seen Kurt Russell in used cars or Alec Baldwin in the classic Glengarry Glen Ross or Leonardo DiCaprio in The Wolf of Wall Street. Perhaps you've seen The Boiler Room. None of these characters are appealing or reinforce positive images of selling. In fact, they do just the opposite. They remind us all of the negative view that so many people have of selling. By the way, I don't like salespeople like that either. What do these stereotypes do to us? They make us say, we would rather fail than sell. Consider what I just said very carefully because it's a pivotal thing. It's a pivotal concept for you to consider. It's a moment that we all need to stop and take a deep breath. Would you rather fail than sell? Would you rather fail than sell because of your sales stereotypes? Big question mark there. We would rather not get a job than sell to get that job. We would rather not reach a goal than sell to reach that goal. Some of us would rather be unhappy than sell to get something that would make us happy, something we need or something we deserve. This behavioral dichotomy is senseless, and it's very, very wrong. We don't want to live like that. We don't. We don't deserve to live like that. Most importantly, we don't have to live like that because we can all sell comfortably, confidently, proudly and successfully. The first step is to smash our sales stereotypes. Now I know for many of this, this is not gonna be easy to do. This is why I deliver the keynotes and workshops that I do on building a sales culture. It's not sales training. 
It's understanding that we have these negative stereotypes of sale and selling, and we have to get past them. It won't be easy to get rid of our negative sales feelings, those negative feelings that are deep inside us. To get started smashing our sales stereotypes, allow me to tell you a story, a ver very personal story about how a single conversation saved a person's life. That life was mine. It was May of 2013, and I was at a networking event. I saw a friend who I had not seen in, the, in over a year, and I walked up to him, gave him a handshake and a hug, and asked, how are you? He said he was getting better and feeling stronger, and told me that he had been diagnosed with prostate cancer and had just finished his treatments. Suddenly there it was, my fear of cancer staring me straight in the face, a lifelong fear. I had a cousin who died of leukemia at 17. My father died of a brain tumor at 57. Losing two people I love to cancer has given me a lifelong fear and dread of getting cancer myself. As I was listening to my friend talk about his diagnosis and his treatments and his apparent recovery, I felt that sinking feeling in the pit of my stomach and began to silently chastise myself for not making my own appointment for my annual physical with my physician. In fact, I was shamefully overdue. I asked my friend how he found out that he had cancer, and he told me about getting his PSA level checked during his regular exam. We talked for about 30 minutes. I gave him another hug and pledged to stay in touch and not let the time go by, which is a pledge I have kept. The last thing my friend told me in our conversation was, get your physical and get the test. It's better to know. Truer advice has never been spoken. The sale for me was to do the right thing, take care of myself, and that sale by my friend, that conversation was perfectly executed and closed. A simple conversation was a selling moment. The next month I went for my physical and nervously, quite nervously I might add, asked for the PSA test. I was desperately hoping my doctor would try to talk me out of it and that he would tell me I didn't need it, that I'm okay. But he agreed it was a reasonable idea. I had my blood test and I anxiously waited for the results. When they came in, my obvious anxiety turned to panic. A normal PSA line is between zero and four. Mine was 5.5. I couldn't believe what I read on my computer screen. I kept hitting refresh, thinking and praying it was a mistake. I didn't sleep that night and called my doctor at 8.58 the next morning. We talked about the results, and my doctor helped me feel less afraid. In fact, he talked me off the ledge. While we talked, I mouthed a silent and heartfelt thank you to my friend for taking the time to tell me his story and sell me on getting tested. I got appropriate treatment, and with the help of family and many great friends, and the expertise of a team of outstanding health professionals, 
at the University of Pennsylvania, I am alive and healthy in writing these words today. All of this started with one conversation, a perfect and true selling moment if there ever was one, and a moment full of positive selling behaviors. Let me start with the most important selling behavior that was bluntly evident in this conversation. A little early, I said one great selling behavior is that we genuinely seek what is best for people every chance we get. My friend did that for me. There was nothing in it for him in our conversation. He just wanted to help me. And my friend had the mindset of helping. Selling is mindset and behavior, not the negative stereotype that is so ingrained in all of us. And he told me later that many years earlier, he had made the decision to look for opportunities to help people he met. He chose to help making habit a goal, helping people a habit and a goal. Everyone in every conversation is a moment to inspire and sell. Your mindset is an incredibly important foundational idea of selling, and it goes beyond looking for chances to be useful to people. Mindset is also about desire and passion and optimism, and yes, smashing our sales stereotypes and being proud that we sell to get what we need, want, and deserve. My friend was vulnerable with me. The story he told me about his cancer was deeply personal and took courage for him to tell it. It was not easy for us to admit the things that aren't going well in our work and our lives. We all struggle with that. Sometimes the most powerful thing we can do is be vulnerable. One of my key teachings in my keynotes and workshops is that vulnerability is nobility. And that is the true story of my friend. Being vulnerable draws people closer to you and sends the message that you're real, that you're approachable, that I can connect with you. Vulnerability is selling. My friend was present with me. I don't think it's possible to overemphasize the importance of being present. And in fact, I speak a great deal about how presence is selling. My friend gave me his full attention and he cared about what I was saying. That's presence and presence is a powerfully positive selling behavior. My friend educated me about prostate cancer. Educating people, giving them useful, relevant information that makes people, and, uh, makes people aware and helps them make a decision is a great selling behavior. My friend also motivated and inspired me to act. These are two positive selling behaviors that go hand in hand with education because many times in our lives, not knowing what to do is the thing that's holding us back. When we educate, we're selling, we're inspiring, we're leaving an image. You know, we often know what to do. I know what I needed to do in this case. I needed to go to my doctor and ask for the test that were reasonable for a man my age to get. I was afraid to see my doctor because I was afraid of cancer. I knew not going was worse than going, but I still couldn't bring myself to do it. My friend, through this simple conversation, motivated me to act by sharing with me his story. 
how he got his diagnosis and the treatment that saved his life. And they inspired me to face my fears and do what I needed to do, even though I was terrified. This pivotal moment in conversation was an extraordinary and exquisite example of influencing me to positive action, selling at its finest. This is what selling is. One conversation truly changed my life. I guarantee that one conversation can change yours. Maybe the very next conversation you have. Are you ready for it? In next week's episode of my Sales Culture Toddcast, I'll offer part two of this special report on smashing your sales stereotypes. I'll share with you the 21 positive selling behaviors that help us succeed. I'll share with you how we're going to redefine sales so that you truly embrace and understand that every conversation is a selling moment. These 21 selling behaviors that I'll share with you are what selling truly is, and you do them every day, yes you, with every conversation. So until next week, I'm Todd Cohen. Thank you for tuning in to my Tuesday Sales Culture Toddcast. Take care, see you soon. To hear more exciting Toddcasts or to book Todd live for your event, please visit toddcohen.com slash book dash Todd. That's toddcohen.com slash book dash Todd or call 866-515-9445.